The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. So what would you advise? I mean, if if, uh, you have a wedding coming up from your oldest daughter and she walked in. And the groom was breastfeeding. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'd have to we'd have to call a timeout. We get a twenty, we turn it into a full, and, and the show's over. Game's over. Game's canceled. But like the, the game's canceled. And then the, the game. Not only is the event canceled. canceled, but like it's a breakup, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, I just think like, that like, there's you know the, the the trust tree has been uh, destroyed. <laughs> the nest fell. Like yeah. you cannot have a relationship no, with the in laws. No, no. You know, no, no. <laughs> you can't do that. No, no, you, no I don't believe. I, first of all, I don't believe that story. If you're just tuning in from Waddle's world, there's a story that uh, uh, that the bride stunned after discovering groom being breastfed by the mother before wedding. Where did it come from, Tyler? Where did the story come I from? I got mine from New York Ball Post. Sack Sports. What? No, no. <laughs> Ball Sack Weddings. Yeah, and it was. It Where did it come from? Two women. New York Post. The New York Post brought this to you. The New York, I don't try. I'm not. I don't have a trust but issue. Aggregating with you guys. a uh, yes, a podcast. Uh, yes, and I, I don't trust the people hosting the podcast. They say the two people who are makeup artists have witnessed this. Charlie, did you find I any other believe, evidence I of said story? This no, it's is, pretty much all from that podcast. Okay. Well, I don't believe the people Google hosting the podcast. the podcast. See if they're real people. I don't believe this. They are. They are real people. Oh, I believe yes. So you think that they I did? A they're po- looking for exposure for their podcast. Uh, clicks and giggles is what you call clicks it. Clicks and giggles. Yes, yes. They're going to be like uh, Ryan McGuffey. They're going to uh, get exposure. Then they're going to rage against the exposure after they get the exposure. How dare you guys give us exposure after we wanted exposure? I think you and Goff need put to it sit out down. There. I think you guys need to. sit I love Goff, but I, I think like, you guys need to sit down. Uh, speaking of baseball, Joe Madden is going to join us in an hour from right now. He's without a team right now. I, is he interested in uh, managing again? He's got his book That's out. Good question. I don't um, know. What does he think about the rule changes? Shohei, does he think that... Uh, I want his power rankings. He's, he's managed some great players. Shohei, Mike Trout, KB. I mean, there have been a lot of great players. KB obviously not in that class anymore, but was on the arc to be one of those types of players. I want I want a Joe Madden I want a Joe Madden power ranking. Is that asking too much about the best play? Do you yeah. think he's going to give it to you, or do Probably you gonna, not. or do you think he's going to give you the? Well, they were all good in their different ways. Well, I'll let there him was have him in the way it. that he brought the energy, and then you can't count out what John Lester provided as far as a big game pitcher. And who could, like, how can you argue with what Jake Arrieta did for us in 2015 and putting us on his back? Most impressive player that he's ever managed. Even like Was Evan it Jake Longoria. back in that day? Yeah, Tampa it. Bay. Right. Evan Longoria. We, we brought him up, too. Yeah, but he, he was good, but he's not. He's he not was Mike very Trout. good on Tampa. I know, but he's not Mike Trout. No, no, no. Mike Trout yeah. and Shohei are one, two. Are they not? If he says Evan Longoria, then we're, we're going to end the end. Like Sho- right? Shohei Otani right now, as he's going, is the most impactful player baseball has seen since Babe Ruth. Yes? I think that that 
It seems to he, be a fair statement. He's like having two great players in one. Yes. Yes, he is. I would just want his power rank. There was a, a TikTok going around yesterday. I, I don't believe in TikTok. So it was on Twitter, though. I don't subscribe. Oh. I'm not a TikTok guy either. But I watched the video. Dom tweeted it out. Dom's a big Cubs fan. He tweeted it out. It was to um, What's-His-Face's uh, song. Um, and that I'm narrows go- it down. I'm going to see him at Soldier this uh, summer, too. Damn. Dave Matthews. Not Dave Matthews. Younger. Elvis and, Costello. Uh, international. He's not Ma, from here. Bruno Mars. Sam Smith? Not Sam Smith. Ed no. Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, yes. And it was uh, about all the former Cubs with... Um, to all like the Cubs Riz- I've loved before? Basically. And, and it, 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 it's crazy. And it was very sad. And, and it reminded me, like, with Joe Madden here, too, coming up. Like, is this the way all these sports stories end? Like, it wasn't supposed to. Like, isn't the Cubs ending even more a bit tragic? I mean, and, and, and don't get don't get me wrong. I'm talking about in a sports context. OK, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like well, I, I know, I know that it never. But nobody on that team really went out on their terms. Like, it, none of them Including in Cubs Joe. lore lived happily ever after. Yeah. They all, like, Theo left early. Uh, Joe was shown the door early, was not even given a contract extension. Theo was the only one that really went out on his own terms, right? He went out on his own terms, but still, like, even for him, uh, you always thought he would stay longer, he was the one who, uh, who broke. How long the, was he there? Ten years. Nine. Nine he, years. Like he left a year early from his contract. Um, uh, Rizzo gone. Javi gone. Schwarber gone. All Jake of, gone. Jake gone. KB gone. All of them. All of them gone. What happened to Ben Zobris? The World Series MVP. What? The way he, like yeah. I mean, they all have For a different a variety of reasons. A variety of reasons. Yeah. They all have a different story. But every single one of them went out with a different reason. It is quite interesting as you look back at it. And, and that man, manager- there was not a single man standing. Not, was there? Not one. And like that manager was supposed to be the guy who was never going to buy himself a dinner in this town again. Right. And really, a like, is there is, a restaurant? And that went in and out quick. And was there ever like, is there any Chicago connection anymore with Joe Madden? And will there ever be a Chicago connection with Joe Madden? Other to when he comes to town for a day. Yeah, it's isn't it weird? It is weird. I mean, you still have, you know, vivid memories of what transpired and some of the greatness, the three NLCS appearances in four years, the World Series title, all that stuff still you know, is ingrained in your memory, but yeah, the thought that really nobody went out on their own terms, so to speak, is is quite quite interesting. So the the rule changes, and Theo was on the station. You guys told me that when I was gone, you guys had Jeff passing on. We did. Jeff was excellent. And you, what did you? Bad phone though. You would have oh, been. Yeah, really? you. As somebody, I think tweeted us that day that I would not have you, stood. For well, him. you probably would have hung up on him early. What was it? Was it, it was his not, chin in the way, or was no, it? I think he was traveling. He oh, may have been on. It was we, a car phone? Yeah, yeah. we may have been on Transit. Bluetooth. I mean, I could I could make every word that he was saying, but it just wasn't as clear and precise as 
you know, that you would like. You guys told me your biggest takeaway was that he believes the pitch clock will be the biggest as Im- transcendent or the biggest. It will have the greatest impact on the game since integration. And he said, he said, listen, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to suggest to you that the pitch clock is as important to Major League Baseball as integration was. Right. But what he's saying is, is the impact on the game and the significant impact on the game. This will be like he's he believes this is going to be historic. And I said to you guys this while this will be a story throughout spring training. This really won't be the story until the first week of baseball. Yeah, because no one really watches spring training from start to finish of a game, you know, like you do a regular season game opening day or like when we're home in front of a TV at night when we're watching a night game. We will really, and, and then it will become, I think, a really big topic on the show while yeah. we're watching it and saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody will this get is pinched. way different. Somebody will get pinched in spring training and you won't think anything of it. Somebody gets pinched in the first or second game of the season and then it becomes a talking point. And then like, and whether it's pinched or whether it will just be, we will notice things are picking up. That it will ju- it's just a faster paced game. I think the, the word that you'll hear Theo use is rhythm. Rhythm. So Theo was asked on what what uh, change out of all the rule changes will be the most impactful. Yeah, ultimately, I think it's going to be the pitch timer. And and not because they notice the pitch timer, but because they notice the result of it. Pace of play. involves just a better better pace of play, a beautiful rhythm and flow to the game. The way, you know, if you, if you, you know, hop on YouTube right now and, and, and watch any game from your youth, and I was, the other day I was watching the 75 World Series, Louis Tian on the mound. And mm-hmm. He got the ball, he got a sign, and he fired like every 10 seconds. It's this beautiful rhythm. Like you're, every time you take a breath, there's a pitch being thrown. You can't turn it off. It's just so much, so much more happens. You know, these days, last year in the big leagues, you had to wait four minutes simply to see a ball put in play on average. It takes four minutes. In the 75 World Series, it, it, it must have been half of that because – they're just getting the ball and firing. So I think fans are going to love the pitch clock the most, the, you know, and it's going to fade into the background. The way you, when you go to an NBA game, no one goes home and says, oh, that 24-second clock was awesome. But you don't even notice it. But what you notice is this beautiful rhythm up and down the court, shots being put up, transition game. That's all caused by the 24-second shot clock the same way. Ultimately, where you're, what you're going to be left with, I think, is just a, a faster-paced, action pack style of play and you don't even notice the pitch timer after a few weeks he's so right it's such yeah. a good comparison with the the shot clock like back when we were growing up and a lot of our listeners who are young like charlie and like tyler like even who are older than them probably don't even know when we watched college basketball back in the day depaul was a powerhouse charlie you went to depaul right oh yeah DePaul back in the day and all these other college teams, they used to have a lead. They would go to four-corner offense yeah. because there was no shot clock in college basketball back in the day. You may find it hard to believe now. There was no shot clock in college basketball when there was in the NBA at this point. And the NBA adopted it well before college. And it was so boring. These teams would pack it in and they'd go four corners and they would try to stall as much as possible at the end of the game. You would see no shots being put up. Would that hurt the product the, the same or like did that hurt viewership the same way uh, that kind of timing stuff hurt baseball? Do you know? I mean, it just was it, it, it made games suck at the end. You yeah. would have to foul and 
You know, you, there was no offense being run. Well, that you, got brought to the light the other day, too, because there was the high school game that ended 4-2. to two. Four, Right. Because there was no shot clock and no one wanted to do anything. And it's just it makes a mockery yeah. of the game. Yeah. Uh, so here's Theo on minor league adjustment. Remember, they did this. Where did they do this? At AAA last AAA, year? AAA, yeah. They did this in AAA. And what was the adjustment like to the pitch clock? How long did it take? The adjustment period in the minor leagues was about three weeks, three to four weeks. You know, the pitch timer rules rolled out there. We had multiple violations per game for that three-week adjustment period. And that's not ultimately what you want, but it's human nature. It takes about that long to adjust to something that's significant. And then, and then the cool part is after those three, four weeks, we averaged uh, half a violation per game, both teams combined. So you, your, your, your team, on average, had an automatic ball or automatic strike assessed against them only once every four games. Um, which is certainly you know something that that we could live with in order to get all the benefits of uh, better pace of play. So, do you believe Waddle in the first few weeks we're going to get people calling and say this sucks? Uh, there will be some. Yeah, like, listen, we we sent out a web poll question a couple of years ago: Is money good? And you you won't get a hundred percent agreement on anything. I do believe that there will be some people that don't like it because there's, there's too, many be too many interruptions. Yeah, there are too many there's, penalties. Yes. Um, but I think over the course of time, I agree with Theo. I, I'm excited about it. I know, I said this the other day, I know when I sit down to watch a baseball game that this is a leisurely walk in the park, so to speak. That it's not going to be fast-paced like football or hockey or some other things. There's a natural pace to the game of baseball. I'm not looking for them to just expedite things because I got stuff to do in two hours. It just drones on and gets boring with all the cup adjusting and batting glove adjusting and pitchers, you know, monkeying around on the on the mound and doing silly things and whatever they get. I just want to see a more streamlined presentation. And as Theo described it, I'm not looking to do something that's never been done. I'm looking for it to return to the game that I thought was better then than it is now in many ways. The pitcher gets the ball, delivers the next pitch. Pitcher gets the ball, delivers the next pitch. The batter steps into the box and stays there and doesn't continually readjust his batting gloves. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to is is that we don't – some of the stuff that goes on is nonsense and it's meaningless. I'm not looking because I got somewhere to go that this has to end quickly. I just think the pace of the game and the rhythm of the game could use a bump, and I think Theo is spot on when he references that. Here's more on the enforcement and what will go into that. Yeah, it's, it's completely different this time. Um, in, in, in the past, uh, the, the you know, pitch, pitch uh, timing enforcement has basically been a suggestion, and, and the way it was enforced, uh, the, way, the way pace of the game violations were enforced in the past was sort of a letter to the players from the commissioner's office, you know, warning them and then ultimately giving fines, progressive fines that, you know, were really just pennies in the, in the big picture, given what guys are making. So now, now it's totally different. Now, now it's, you know, part of the fabric of the game itself, you know, pitch clock and pace of game violations are going to be enforced from the first pitch of spring training on. Um, umpires are responsible for that. There's actually an additional, league staff member called the field timing coordinator who's going to be up in the box in communication with the umpires in charge of the clock um, and the umpire and the, and the field timing coordinator work together to make sure they're enforced. And the penalty is an automatic ball and an automatic strike. And I was in the Arizona Fall League when we enforced this for the first time and uh, watched as, you know, um, 
one of the top prospects in baseball at the time, Spencer Torkelson, got up there with two strikes. He he didn't he wasn't attentive to the pitcher in time. He, he had a pitch timer violation, automatic strike, strike three, and he had to sit down. And he never had a violation ever again. And that that's really ultimately how you get <laughs> wow, wow. how you get enforcement is when when guys strike out on an automatic strike or when you walk somebody on an automatic ball. That's how that's how you get changed. Is that your future uh, commissioner? Or, or I it, asked that question to Meller the other day. I said, "Is is do you think his 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 ultimate destiny is to be the commissioner of the game?" I think Meller and I probably agree with him. If I had to go percentage, I think it's greater than fifty percent. He ends up being like the the lead person in an ownership group that owns a team, as opposed to the commissioner. But that I'm not he sure. doesn't have to answer to like a uh, yeah. Tom Ricketts that he's the lead guy. Yes. Who makes every decision. Correct. He but may I don't not know, be maybe, the money guy, but he's the lead guy yes. that leads the board of directors. But maybe, I, you know, we, I may be wrong. I think that those are both good. There's a good chance of, of either. But I agree with him, too. Like, Look, you may be pissed off if you're a player, pitcher, or a hitter early in the season. This stuff, I, I believe, this stuff will all be cleaned up sooner yeah. rather than later. And it will become second nature, yes. like the 24-second yes. shot clock. Theo, on if baseball is catering to young fans, so is this more about, like, are we like f- forgetting more about the true baseball fans and worried too much about the younger ones that you may not, never get? This is uh, Theo answering that. Yeah, to, to an extent, you're right. Um, our numbers aren't where they should be with younger fans, and that's that's such an important demographic for the future of the game. Um, you know, younger fans who've, who've grown up um, consuming their entertainment and their sports in a different way and grew up with iPhones and grew up with fast-paced video games tend to just want more action uh, and less dead time, um, more, more athleticism on display, um, you know, shorter games, faster-paced games, quicker-moving games. And, and that's, actually, that's, that's actually true across generations. You know, even, you know, not everyone's going to answer the exact same way, but on average, what fans like their favorite plays what i just listed triples double stolen bases diving plays plays with a, a lot of action a lot of motion uh, a lot of suspense fans least favorite events during the course of the game and this cuts across generations things that involve dead time you know pitching changes mound visits um periods when there's nothing going on so the, the pitch timer is really designed to just give fans more of what they like which is action and ball and play action and, and less of what they don't like which is dead time and it should help with younger fans as well i, I look I, I i felt this way all along i think that there's it is what it is you're not going to get everybody you're not regardless of how you adjust things there's going to be a certain portion of the young population that just isn't going to be into baseball because it moves too slowly. That's fine. You're not going to get them all. You're not going to get all those kids. But I think there are things that you can do to appeal to the existing baseball fans and also will catch the attention of those that are on the cusp of being baseball fans. Right. But for the people who say, oh, you're looking to cater to this or cater to this, in everything in our life, we evolve everywhere. Like, look at television, the way we talk about TV. I just heard the stat. I think I heard on a radio show that this week, this past week or two weeks ago, was the first time ever that more people were streaming shows 
than we're watching tele- regular television shows. And, and it's only going to continue to go that way. And what is that yeah. doing? That is get, eliminating commercials. It's all right. action. It's, you can see whenever you want. Yes. It's doing things on demand, and it's reducing the dead time. Yes. You don't have to go on their schedule. You go on your schedule because we have less and less of our time. So we want to go when we go. So that's what we're just evolving. It's just baseball evolving. Football evolves. NBA evolves. All everything evolves. It, like nothing stays the same. Television, the way we podcast, the way we do radio, everything evolves. It is evolution, but in the same way, it's going back to the way things were. I get what you're saying about evolution, but the truth is, is like Theo's best example was watching Louis Tiant pitch in what the '75 World Series. Ball comes back from the catcher; it's immediately delivered. So. It's different. It's evolved from what we've we've seen most recently. Right. But it's going back to a time where I think all of us enjoy. Maybe not all yeah. of us, but I certainly enjoyed baseball more fifteen years ago yeah. or twenty years ago than I do now. I still enjoy it, but I think all of the other nonsense of working, you know, twenty five seconds, thirty seconds to throw a pitch. What did he say? Four minutes? Four. Yeah. He he had told us that. In person, where it was like three minutes and 45 seconds between when balls were put in play. Yeah. Think about that. When a ball was put in play, the next one would be put in play three minutes and 45 seconds later. I I was stunned the first time I heard that, and it's incredible. I would just say, if you are someone that's skeptical of these rules, that's fine. Give it a month. And then call us back and tell us. Why, if you still don't like the rules, why it is that you don't like it? Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. What do you think um, about this? Is we're look the games. Our first game on on the air is this Saturday, right here on ESPN one thousand with the White Sox. So be listening for that. If you want to, we'll wait. You better be pulling on the one end of the rope too, or, or the, the string. string, or the screen. Have we figured that out? Did he say string or str- screen? I don't know, but you better be on the right side of it. Yeah, yeah, and you better be pulling on it. No negativity. Three three two three seven seven six. Also, Lewis Riddick listed the top five teams who must have the best off season. Uh, we'll uh, play that for you coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. I, you know what I just saw, too, on social media? I saw that uh, I guess Wilbon has confirmed also. To be there, uh, he's scheduled to attend for the 25-year anniversary party. Good. The more the merrier. Yeah, that's a, a big get. Michael Wilbon, Chicago's very own. So uh, that date again, Friday, March 24th. Make sure you're there with us four weeks from tomorrow. It's going to be at the House of Blues. Doors will open at 11 a.m. March 24th. The show starts at noon and it goes till 6 o'clock. In uh, Waddle and Sylvie, our show will be broadcasting 2 to 6. Carmen and Yurko will get the festivities started. Everyone from the radio station will be there. So now with Wilbon scheduled to attend, he will be joining a reunion of Mac Yurko and Harry. You heard that right? 
One of the great shows in this station's history. In this city's history. In this city. That's a great call by you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Jay Cutler. You are a team player sometimes. <laughs> Jay Cutler is scheduled to attend. Robbie Gold, Eddie Olchek, Mark Jean Greco, Jordan Cornette, Shay Cornette, Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Lou Canellis. What about Huge? Will Huge be there? Huge, I don't think so. Fred Hubner, Ray Flores, and many more to come. I see, as I read this earlier today, we got Wilbon. So you never know. The next time I read, we may have another confirmation. Exactly. So uh, make, uh, make your plans. March 24th, you can buy your tickets right now. Uh, there have been more sales since we read this last time. So get on the website at livenation.com. Search ESPN Chicago to purchase your tickets. Just $25 per ticket. Uh, get your friends together. They're going to go quickly. So buy your tickets right now. LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. Um, we can't wait to party with you. 25 years strong for ESPN Chicago. Let's do this. Let's paint ourselves up and have a have a blast. We're going to paint each other up? Yeah, let's do it. Frank uh, in Displains. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Frankie? Hey guys, how you doing? We're good. Uh, my my, my uh, comment is about the rule changes and the time clock to speed up the game. But what's going to happen if you know it does succeed, and all of a sudden you have games lasting an hour and a half, and then you got the owners complaining we're not making that much money in concession stands, and as a fan, I'm paying eighty five dollars for an hour and a half of entertainment plus parking. I don't think it's going to go. It's not going to go down to 90 minutes. Yeah, an hour and a half seems a bit drastic. I've heard, what what have we heard? 30 minutes get shaved off max? I mean, you're probably looking at anywhere between two and a half and three hours, right? Yeah. That's what it'll be. All right, perfect. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. There you go. Thanks, Frank. Uh, Listen, and if the owners complain, just la, 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 I can't hear you. I mean, put your hands over your ears and don't listen to them. Look, I would think I would think that, that you're getting your money's worth regardless. He is right. Like I remember speaking of Zetterman, I was at a game against the Cardinals and we had great seats for this game. It was a John Lester pitched game. Lester was it was one of those rare games where he was off early. And he allowed six runs against the Cardinals on a spectacular Saturday night. June, like, so it's a rare Saturday night game at Wrigley. Beautiful weather in like late June. He allows six runs early. I remember this story. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And then the Cubs score five runs in the first. And it took 45 minutes to play the first inning. And we're like, this is great. Yeah. Like, when you're in the ballpark on a spectacular June night, you don't mind a four hour game. But you're, for the most part, Listen, if you're watching on TV, uh, the the only ones who do like the four-hour game are the ones sitting at the ballpark on the spectacular game. Again, again, to me, it's not about the overall time of the game. Like, if it's three hours and 15 minutes because the score is 10 to 8 and there's a lot of hitting and there's some pitching changes, whatever the case may be. I just don't want to sit in my chair and watch somebody step in and out of the batter's box five times any longer. Right. Or throw or fake to third and throw to first just because. Not because he's doing any sort of real pickoff attempt, just because he's stalling. I got nowhere to go. I'm a captive audience member now. 
But that doesn't mean I want to see nonsense. Yeah. David in Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, David? Hey, guys. Hey, um, I have a unique perspective because I watched um, AAA baseball all of last year. I have a son that played in it in the Pacific Coast League. And the shot, uh, the pitch clock in 16 seconds, not enough time. Um, when 20 sec, 19 seconds when there was a guy on second base, you know, a relief pitcher comes in, there's a guy on second. Your signs are different. The catcher won't give you enough, uh, give you the right sign. That messes it up. You get penalized um, for that. The batter can't get back in the box in eight seconds, and then you only have eight seconds to get the sign and deliver the pitch. Um, I didn't think that was good. Now I know the major leaguers are going to get an extra couple of seconds, and I think that's better. But I do think situationally, I think it needs to be looked at. If you're getting your brains beat in as a pitcher, and you don't, there's nowhere to go. You can't throw it at first base. You can't step off and reset. It's it's difficult. It's tough. Well, I would think being a pitcher at a yeah. high level is hard to begin with, David. Um, I would say, I mean, was it was it something that happened consistently as you would watch it, or was it more evidence depending on who the pitcher was? Well, the bad thing is that in, in my case, my my son was a, in his sixth year in minor league baseball, so he had had a routine for six years. They start the year with the old rules, and then – they give them this, uh, they tell them it's coming, and then they give them this uh, rule, like in 1st of May, you know, after they've already played for a month. So his whole routine changed. Everybody's routine changed and because they enforced it. You know, they had a pitch clock forever in minor league baseball, but they didn't really enforce it. Now they enforce it. The, batter bo- the batter's not back in the box within, I think it's eight or ten eight, seconds. Yeah, eight seconds. And, uh, yeah, eight seconds, and then um, he would get an automatic ball. And if you didn't deliver the pitch by 16 seconds, they'd, you know, pull out and say, that's the ball, and, and that's where you went from. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole routine between innings. You had so much time between innings. So when you come in there and and do your warm-up pitches, and he had a routine that he couldn't do anymore, and, it was just difficult. It was difficult, and, and it's going to be difficult on the major league guys. You know, last year I saw the fastest guy. He was in the Padres organization. The fastest guy in the Padres organization, the major leaguer, was 16 seconds to the average to the to the uh, plate, and uh, they were required every time to be 16 seconds. That was the fastest guy. You know. So it's going to be difficult, and there's going to be it's going to be really, really tough, especially in high leverage situations at the end of the games and meaningful situations yeah. too. Yeah, and like uh, you like you said, the extenuating circumstances of the way they changed it up on them. Maybe this will be better because they're going in practicing and they're putting these. They're they're going to penalize them right away. So hopefully. It's going to adjust right away, and they won't have some of the issues that they had last year in minor leagues. I want to see if Jay in Belvedere is going to go where I think he's going to go. Uh, Jay, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. sure. Um, yeah, so like my ideal baseball game, the most exciting thing that can happen in a baseball game is being present for a, a no-hitter. And I just think that the days of no of a no-hitter – are becoming less and less likely now that we're going to be putting people on the clock. 
And I called a couple weeks ago, and I complained about the pitch clock. Um, and I know it's coming. I personally enjoy the four-hour game. Um, but 15 seconds or 16 seconds, I think it is, that's just too short of time. These guys are going to get winded. When it's 90 degrees out and they're, they're on pitch 70, it is going to be – they're going to be coming out of the game. And I just think that's going to do worse to the game than anything. I Tell me if I'm wrong, if, if you guys would prefer to see somebody hit three home runs in one game or throw a no-hitter. I mean, well, I've I'd always, rather see the no-hitter all day. Jay, I've always said I'd rather watch a, a pitcher's duel than a slugfest. I've always been on record of saying that. And, and look – uh, my anticipation—that's no, that um, true. I, my anticipation is is that this is going to be better. I may find out that I feel the same way about, th- about it that you do. But look, I think, faster. But what's better about faster? Why? Well, th- what's good about watching a guy step in and out of the box five times? If you want to have a time clock, that's fine. But sixteen seconds is unrealistic. Make it thirty. Make it thirty-five. NBA even knows you got to go over twenty. College is what 30, 35 in, in college. I Thirty mean, now. What are we doing? Why are we, why are we making these guys? You know, we're already talking about arm strength and arms and, and surgeries, and now we want you to pitch without with less break. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, I just think we're we're ruining the game to appease people who that aren't real. I mean, are, I'm not calling people who don't want to sit down and watch a four-hour game. I'm not a real fan. We're trying to bring in more people. To the game. I mean, instead of appeasing the what people, would you say? Okay, Jay, what would you say? To, what would you say to the group of people though that are tired of watching? What were your statistics earlier, Sylvie? That in terms of batting average, yeah, I got I see. We're right here. Code of this is from Codify Baseball, uh, Jay. Um, in the last two decades, um, teams that hit under two forty um, collectively, collectively every year. All right. So in 2022, there were 14 teams that hit under 240 as a team. In 2021, there were 12 teams that hit under 240. In 2020, there were 11 teams. In 2019, there were four teams. In 2017, there was one team. In 2015, there were zero teams. Offense has gone down. Like, for a, like, we could sit here and we could brainstorm all day as to why. Is it the shift? Is it so many people throwing harder? Shifting is it the, spin the rate? Is it the ball? Right, right. There's a lot, I mean, lot of, a lot of things. But like, the hitting has completely gone away. And and there, well, it's not. It's no longer a game of like move the move the base runner. It's hit it out of the park, or that's part of it. Right, or move on. You sure. know what I mean. And so what that does is it causes long counts. In part, I'm sorry, it, it causes, well, I don't know if it messes with the count exactly, but what it does is it causes people, it causes more pitches early in the game, obviously. I, I mean, I feel like I re- what brought me to baseball when I was young, I didn't follow baseball a whole lot when I was in high school. When I got to be 18, moved out of my house, I loved watching baseball games. I love the strategy of, of playoff baseball. I love watching what a bunt was worth and uh in a situation where you would normally never see that in a, in a regular season game. That stuff brought me to the game. That's what brought me to the game is the moving base runners strategies. You know, whether, you know, they move, they bring a new pitcher in three times in an inning. The strategy behind that is much more interesting to me than let's, let's scrape 30 minutes off the clock here. You know what well, I mean? I, I, just, I would, I I would think- counter that Jay with, I grew up as a huge baseball fan as well in Cincinnati. And 
I don't know what the average time of the game was in the 70s and in the 80s when I was watching the Reds. They were shorter. But, but I don't recall, and it was great baseball. And I, don't, I don't recall baseball games being, being defined as good four for hours. four hours. They were never like, four hours. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was but a it, kid. I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have a driver's license. Different I generation, Tom. The players a different generation. That generation was never catered to like today's is. Okay, you know, but, we, okay, but maybe everyone, that I get what you're saying, and there is going to have to be an adjustment. There's no question about it. But is this Fred? Is this Fred Hubner? <laughs> that was Jay the Tree Farmer. Oh, oh that's right, Jay the Tree Farmer. Tree farmer. <laughs> look, look and, and Jay, you, I you, think, sound, you know why I didn't recognize you, Jay? Because you sound angrier than normal. Yeah, I, I would say this too, Jay. Is like, look, I'm not dismissing. No. I'm not dismissing your perspective at all. I think that there will be. People People that feel like you. And as I said earlier, I'm all in in baseball. It's not the overall time of the game that I'm even interested in. But as a baseball fan, because I got nowhere to go, I'm committed. I'm pot committed to a game. Right. But I just think some of the nonsense that goes on right now can be eliminated without affecting the enjoyment of the game. That's all. The, the, the four-minute ball in action, that's that surprising to me. But and I'm I'm not an, like an old head to a point where I'm like you can't put a pitch clock on here. I just think that it's not it's not realistic to go your first year into something and say, you know, you're in the seventh inning, you got a guy dealing, and it's 95 degrees out, and you expect him to the to still go like third round through, fourth round through the batter. I mean, it's it's I love watching that duel, and I just think that unfortunately it's going to be few and far between now. All right, Jay. Good, Good stuff. Call. Thank Good you, call, Jay. Keep on growing. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Keep on Take growing. I will do. <laughs> Take you. care. There you go. Uh, there's Jay, the tree farmer. All right. Uh, find the great next. I want to play the Lewis Riddick stuff because it was pretty great. And uh, it's coming up. And then Joe Madden at 5 o'clock. It's all coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. It's time to find the great on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great, presented by Great Clips. It's right, find the great. We're always looking for greatness. We haven't found a lot. We haven't had much here in Chicago in the world of sports lately. We're always looking. Kaner's been great. Yes, he has. But, like, is it costing the Hawks? Well, or is it or is it maybe going to pay off because some team's going to fess well, up should, a bunch? They, they should know. They should know what Patrick Kane can provide. I know they give said me, it. Give me Pat Boyle. Uh, you got the hockey show coming up this weekend. This is the hockey show. That's true, too. The hockey show. Lewis Riddick was on Get Up today. And um, he discussed the top five You're teams. You're back to watching? I didn't see Get Up Today. I had a busy morning. I was running around at a bunch of things going on this morning. We had Crosstalk Unhinged, which uh, so a few people have already said that they have listened to, and they said it delivered, like we said. It got weird. It may be the last one we ever do. No. You don't no, think we'll be no. pulled off no, the air for that one? No, no, no. We may have gone over the line. Not at all. Lewis Riddick and get up today the top five teams that need to win the offseason. There were four teams, and then there was the team that must win it. And that, of course, was the Bears. 
Number one, there's no question. This is a slam dunk. This is the Bears. Wow. It's about the Bears because all this talk about that guy on your screen yeah. right now, whether or not they should go ahead and trade him and reset the clock and draft Bryce Young and just kind of basically take Dustin Fields and say, hey, nice knowing you after two years of having different regimes come in there and not having any weapons around him. That's just ridiculous to me. They have a ton of cap space. They're going to have a ton of draft picks once they trade out of that number one spot and build up this roster. Hey, I'll tell you this. Ryan Poles, you're on the clock. Yeah. You're yes. on the clock, man, because you have it all sitting there right now. You have everything you need to take this team and maybe have a worse to first type of turnaround if you hit it all right. Louis Riddick asking the Bears to find the great as we've been asking the Bears to find the great. Couldn't have said it any better. Look, I was a very patient Bears fan this last season for, for good reason. Like, as I told anyone who would listen, 2022 was going to be difficult because this was a defined rebuild. The tearing down is easy. The building up, more difficult. But I expect this team, like, there will be no passes for them being 3-14 and 14 in 2023. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to win nine games or they're going to go to the postseason. What I'm telling you is, is they need to make significant progress. Roster development, roster enrichment, and they need to be a better football organization. Like, there will be no, well, yeah, they're still rebuilt. No, there will be a different set of standards put on this team in this upcoming season. I'm not expecting them to be a Super Bowl team. I'm not expecting them to win a playoff game, but I'm not going to put a ceiling on them, they could very likely, if in fact Ryan Poles makes a lot of good decisions with a lot at his disposal, they could be a team that makes a jump from three wins to seven or eight wins or possibly is vying for one of the last wildcard spots in the division. You should see tangible evidence of improvement on a number of fronts based on A, how much you got to work with, and B, how much easier in this sport it is to go from last to first. I'm seeing a lot more uh, mock trades say that the Bears could get that second number one pick for trading down for next year. Let's do it. Like swapping the first round picks, getting a second out of it, maybe a third or like something else this year, and that second first round pick next year, which I think is very vital. Absolutely. That would be huge to get another First round pick for the building for next year. No question. But I need to see I need to see a lot of significant progress. And you'll know it when you see it. It's like pornography, everybody. You'll know it when you see it. You'll know the progress. Well, you'll was... see the progress. You'll be able to feel the progress. It may not equate to a deep run in the postseason. I'm not expecting that. But you should listen, if there's nothing around Justin Fields. And that's the reason why you're 3-14. and 14. If you put something around Justin Fields, he should be better. Your whole team should be better. Your coaching staff will look better. Your front office will look better. You'll know it when you see it. Whether it equates to 8, 9, 7, 6 wins, you'll know if progress, significant progress has been made. And I'm expecting it. You want to react 312-332-3776. Well, time for your phone calls in the 5 o'clock hour. Also, Camp Miss Radio, Joe Madden is going to join us. He's without a team. Uh, does he have some bitterness uh, over the way things ended uh, with the Cubs? He is, uh, he is looking for a new team. And does he ever think about what could have been if, if things 
just could have gone longer with the Cubs. We'll talk to Joe coming up next.